risen. With all power in your hand, you have given me, me a second chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things are new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Yes, we're moving forward. 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 Yes. Forward. Forward. Yes. Forward. You may Spirit, Holy Spirit. 
There's nothing like you, Jesus. They could ever compare. They could ever come close. Jesus. There's nothing, Jesus. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. Yes, I've tasted and seen. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves. When my heart becomes free. And my shame is undone. It's your presence. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the Oh, 
that song let us become more aware of your presence let's right now just change that word and say in our heart Lord I need to become more aware of your presence whatever's going on in your life right now whatever's going on in your heart whatever's going on in your mind When you experience the closeness of His presence, when you know in your heart that He's near to you, everything changes. Everything changes. Right now, why don't you just take a moment just to quiet every other voice inside of your heart right now. Just quieten every other distraction. Allow the Holy Spirit to come near to you right now. Let Him speak to you. Let Him come into your situation. Let His words speak into your heart this morning. He loves you. He's with you today. He understands your situation. He believes in your future today. It's moments like this right now where he can just show you just a glimpse of your future, show you an idea, a revelation. They want to talk to you about something. So just for a few moments, we're just going to just allow Joe's just going to worship over us in the music. And allow the closeness of his presence just to come around you. The Bible says he's the lifter of our heads. Is the beginning and the end. You see, he says, 
You're the lover of my soul. You're the lovers. You're the lovers of me. And I love you, my love. I just believe the Lord is, He's just pouring His love on everybody here today. His love is just, there's just a huge cloud of His grace just going around across the floor. And His healing rain is just falling on hearts this morning. And He just wants us to know that He hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten us, that He holds us in the palm of His hand. That He loves us with an everlasting love. And he's singing over us this morning. He's singing over us this morning. And he's singing a song that goes like this. My love, you are mine. And I am yours. I'm in you. And you're in me. I am Lord of the dance, can't you see? I want to dance with you, my love. I want to dance with you, my love. I want to celebrate your life. I want to celebrate who you are. You are my love. You are my love. And I love you, dear. Father, we just give you thanks this morning for your wonderful, your grace and your mercy over our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you've given, you've given us another chance in so many places in our life. Lord, I pray for every household represented here. I pray for every person that's come this morning. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that your presence will just come over their lives, no matter what their situation, no matter what their challenge they'll face today. No matter what success or what failure, I pray, Holy Spirit, today that experience an uplifting of your, your spirit in their lives today in Jesus' name. Father, for those that are, are stuck in life, I pray that this morning there'll be a shifting forward in their life today in Jesus' name. There'll be a shifting forward in relationships. There'll be a shifting forward in purpose. There'll be shifting forward in finances. Thank you, Lord, that you make all things new today. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Your mercy is new every morning. Every morning. For that, Lord, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Come on, church, this morning. Let's give Jesus some praise this morning. Come on, let's give him some big praise this morning. Oh, so hey, it's great to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. You're good there. You're glad that you're happy. You're happy you came to the house of the Lord this morning. Yeah. Come on. You know, just as we prepare to take up our offering, and uh, there's, a, there's a verse in my heart I just felt just before, and uh, I, I remember it as I was doing my study tour, and it was, in, it was etched in stone on the side of a, that, that, uh, of a university temple. And it said, Behold, you have been brought with a price. You have been brought with a price. Friends, there is no money that can buy the purchase of your soul. The only purchase that could, could buy that was what, a sacrifice that Jesus himself gave. You and I have been brought with a price. Today, your life is valuable. The Bible also says, what would a man give in exchange for his own soul? 
Today I am so grateful that I've been redeemed. Today I'm so grateful I've been forgiven. I've received the gift of eternal life. That my past is gone and behold, all things are made new. Today as I give today, I hold that above in the spirit realm. I hold it above my life to say, uh, there's no money that could buy my soul, but yet today as a token, as a representation of my life, I hold this and I say, thank you, Lord, that I have been brought with a price, that the devil has no longer any hold over my life. I have uh, been brought with a price and today I am yours. I am so grateful for that. Why don't you give this morning with a heart of gratitude this morning and say, I have been brought with a price in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give this morning. To be salt and light in the world, in the world. To be salt and light in the world. To be salt. To be salt and light in the world, in the world. To be salt and light in the world. To be salt. To be salt and light in the world, in the world, in the world, in the world, in the world. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Rise up, rise up. Come on, if you've been redeemed this morning. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Rise up. Come on, one more time. Rise up. Let the redeemed, let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord rise up. One more time. Rise up, rise up. Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise this morning. Where's Doug? Doug Bird, where are you, mate? Come on up quickly. Come on, Doug, Doug, Doug. There he is. Doug, he's my good friend. He's a great man of God. This is his wife, Joe Bird. Doug's just going to come up and just bless the offering this morning. Yep, it's a surprise. <laughs> Come on, man, why don't you just, uh, just pray for the households this morning, pray for the offering. And... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that we live in, Hawk, in Hawke's Bay in New yes. Zealand. I thank you, Lord God, that this is a land of opportunity. Yes. And, Lord God, that we've been placed in this place, this world, this, uh, this country that's just so fantastic. And, Lord God, we just uh, we thank you from the bottom of our heart, Lord God, that we uh, live in this place. Lord Jesus, we just love you. We bless you. And, Lord God, we just pray over our finances today. Lord God, that you would lift them up. Lord Jesus, that we'd uh, go forward in your kingdom, Jesus. Yes, Lord. That we'd have more to give, more to give of our time, of our favor, of the favor of you, Lord Jesus, and of our uh, finance too, Lord God. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, uh, it's great to see you here this morning. It's my beautiful wife, Kate. Come on up. Good morning. We're so glad you're here this morning. Worship team, you did an amazing job this morning. Thank yeah. you so much, Joe. Outstanding. Weren't they wonderful? And uh, we're so glad that you are here this morning and because you matter to God. And uh, church is all about family. It's all about being, even if we're not related biologically, we're part of his family. And so there's nothing like coming together as one family to celebrate our King. Amen. Also want to welcome those that are watching online today, and I want to extend a very, very warm welcome. If you're anywhere around the world watching, welcome to Bay City, and great you could join us. Yeah, we're so glad that um, you are watching, and we want to bless you today. But if you're here in our service today, and this is your first or second time here, we do want to warmly welcome you. I met a couple this morning, wonderful to catch up with you guys. And uh, after our service today, we have a visitor lounge just down the back. 
and uh, we'd love to uh, invite you for a coffee or a tea and get to know you. That would be fantastic. Awesome. We've got some great things coming up. Where's um, Brett? Brett Pretorius got a kids game coming up. Is there in somewhere? There Someone is a kids on. camp coming up, and Brett, I think, is out with the kids today. He's song leading. He must be. I think he's worship leading. But what we might do, uh, we might take a look at Baylife News so you can check out what's happening. Good morning and welcome to church. This is Bay City News. Operation Hope Pantry is running this month. We are collecting canned food, so look out for the bin in the foyer. We are expanding our multimedia and sound ministry teams within Bay City and are looking for people that would love to be involved as we move forward in this exciting area. We have Brandon Gillies coming over from Australia to spend time training our sound team. Brandon grew up here in Hastings and in Bay City Church. He has worked with the likes of Darlene Czech and also Hillsong United. If you'd like to know more about getting involved with either of these teams, please put your name down at the Ask Me desk after the service or talk with Pastor Hordewine. Easter is almost here and if you want to find out more about this creative presentation and how you can be involved, then see the ladies at the Ask Me desk after the service. Youth, this one is for you. Coming soon, we have the new look youth for 2017. For the tweens, Sunday Boost. And for our school years 7 to 13, Youth Live Night and Emerge Youth Training in Action. Keep your eyes on our social media sites for more details coming at you. Empower Kids Camp 2017 is happening this April. Pick up more information and a registration form from BC Kids today. It's going to be epic. We are so excited to announce that we have an outstanding guest speaker headed our way this April. Pastor Jacob Biswell from Living Word in Bryan, Texas. Jacob is a highly sought after speaker both nationally and internationally, activating and empowering people to enter their destiny, grab hold of their dreams and receive their healing. Don't miss this Sunday service, 2nd of April, 10 a.m. Welcome to church. If you are new to Bay City or you've been attending for some time but would like to know a bit more about us, then this evening is for you. Come along and meet our pastors and leaders and enjoy light refreshments as they share our vision, values and the direction of Bay City. To register for this evening, head to the Ask Me desk after the service. CHB Church is on tonight. Head down to join in our evening service. Doors open at 5.30pm. Hope to see you there. That's all for Bay City News. Enjoy the service. Awesome. So lots of great things coming up. And uh, what, um, Brett, why don't you come up and just share a little bit about the camp? Thanks, Pastor Kate. Hey, good morning, everybody. Boy, have I got some fantastic news for all you guys. Um, we're having an Easter camp, so it starts Friday, um, Friday the 13th, 14th, Friday the 14th, and it finishes on Saturday, okay, so it's only two days. Um, it's for years one to six, or five-year-old to 11-year-olds, um, the five and six-year-olds will just join us on the Saturday. 
Um, what I want to say is that we have a deep heart for this. We want more than at least 50 kids on this camp, okay? Here's the catch, though, is that the camp is only for BC kids. It's, it's like closed to our church, okay? Uh, we, we, a strong theme in this church is building strong relationships with the kids and with the leaders. And um, so, like, to, to add to that, we want to reach kids outside the church that aren't going to church. So those are the only exceptions that we're going to allow on camp. And we're encouraging the kids quite heavily to invite the next door neighbor or to invite a kid at school that doesn't go to church. All right. And so um, for that, we're going to need, we're going to need help. All right. And um, we'll give you more information later on, but we're, we're looking at some, some sponsorship programs and some silent raffles or whatever it is out there where we can ask you guys to give us a hand, lean on it. And um, I really want you to pray about it and find out if this is something for you. We've got some big families in the church. We've got um, all sorts of stuff. But we don't want any kid to be left behind. That's our heart. All right? None be left behind. We should have made that our motto. <laughs> awesome. All right? Thanks very much, everybody. Please come and speak to myself or Joe or any one of the leaders. We'd love to give you more information and help you out in any way that you want to help us out. Thanks, Thank everybody. Awesome. So if you're here and you think, you know what? I could give. I could sponsor a child. I want you to go to the Ask Me desk after the service and just put your name down, put your details down, and we will contact you. I love what Brett said. We don't want to leave one kid behind. If I was um, a primary school age child and had this opportunity to have my life impacted by Jesus Christ, man, that would have been amazing. And you might be the same as me. You might have come into the things of God later on. How cool would it be that a whole generation of children are coming in right from five years old and having um, an encounter, an experience with Jesus Christ? So let's make it happen for our kids and for their friends. Awesome? Fantastic. Hey, uh, it wouldn't be right if we didn't do some shout-outs today. So if you were involved in the Triple Peaks, that was yesterday. If you were involved, why don't you stand up? We want to say you guys are amazing. There's Bruce Arnold, Moira. Where's Andrew Donnelly? Andrew Arnold? Where's Andrew Donnelly? Is he here today? Is there anyone else? We just want to say a massive shout out to you guys, and you guys do deserve chocolate because uh, you will need energy. Andrew Arnold, big ups to you, man. Awesome to have you on a team, see you on a team with your dad. That's fantastic, man. Moira, I know it was a goal of yours for this year to do the Triple Peaks, and uh, what a day. So there was a few others that were involved. But um, just wonderful. If you're here today also and uh, you've had a birthday this week, then why don't you give us a wave? And uh, we want to celebrate with you. I can see one over there. Kieran, have you had a birthday this week? Happy birthday. Is Josie? Wonderful. Is Bronwyn here? Bronwyn Erickson? Not here today. Maybe, um, Guy, can you give us a wave? Ethan, just down there. Can you take a chocolate for, um, for Bronwyn? That'd be awesome. Rodney, happy birthday, Rodney. Rodney. Wonderful. And uh, if you have, we also love to celebrate wedding anniversaries. So if you've had a wedding anniversary in the last week, look at this. Ange and Chris, congratulations. Josie, Delwyn, wonderful. I can see another hand. Ah, I can see another hand right down the back. Fantastic. Machu, just down there, give us a wave. Fantastic. We love to celebrate. I can see another one over here. Ah, Danielle, congratulations. How many years? Oh, is it a birthday? Three years married. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's great to see you here this morning. Dad, 
Come and say something. He's alive. Praise the Lord. Back up and going again. Praise the Lord. Well, I give Jesus all the honor for his goodness to me. Thank you very much. Just take a seat for a moment. I want to just really thank everyone for uh, praying uh, for me during the time we had a very serious heart operation. I wasn't aware I <clears throat> had need of an operation until February last year um, when I was rescuing one of the children who was caught in the sea and uh, I started to have some uh, chest pains and I just carried on all through the year and tried to ignore it, believe God, pray, all that kind of thing. Then uh, finally, late last year, I got a, a test and they indicated uh, there was something wrong. Then we got the proper test and they indicated there were three blocks of 80% in three different arteries. So I was only functioning very partially all last year. And uh, it was just uh, wonderful that God just uh, raised it to, the, to our attention before I got into more serious trouble. Yeah. And so we, um, put us, I was put on the list for an operation. And uh, some friends in uh, Taiwan heard about it. And they said, can we pray for you? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, tell people to pray. Uh, it'll be wonderful to have people praying. And about five days later, they said, we want you to have a private operation. We've raised all the money for you to have a private operation. And so I was able to have a private operation down at Wakefield Hospital. And uh, it was extremely successful. My wife was there all the way through it from when I passed out to when I woke up. And uh, she was there for, for it all. And uh, I just really thank her for her support. <clears throat> so right now I've recovered and uh, I'm on the process of recovering and uh, just uh, get a very tired and have to rest but I've got a lot of time with the Lord now so that's really such a wonderful opportunity no meetings just time with the Lord and time to rest and time with my wife what more could I want yeah and so thank you all we love you and I couldn't stand not being here that's why I came last week I just didn't want to miss out on a meeting I couldn't imagine sitting at home and you're all here having fun in the presence of God. Huh? <laughs> Not me at all. <laughs> hey, just, um, you, you said something pretty powerful during the week, and uh, God blessed you financially, but you made a decision that you, that you, that you believe in your heart. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell that was you pretty what, good, yeah. yeah. Well, many years ago, we uh, looked at the issue of medical insurance, and uh, we weighed up how much it was going to cost us, and uh, it was very expensive, and... Our income was quite low at that stage as pastors. And so we weighed through, well, what would we do in the event of a, of, of a surgery? How would we handle it? And so we made a decision that we would, instead of investing money in insurance, we would sow the money we would, most of the money we would have put into insurance, we'd sow it into orphans instead. So we made a covenant with the Lord that we would uh, sow into orphans every year of our life. And we would believe that when the time came when we needed any kind of hospital treatment, that his provision would be there for us. So uh, that was years and years ago, so long ago, I don't even remember when we did it. And uh, we've been sowing uh, thousands of dollars over the years into missions, into orphans. And uh, so when my time came and I needed an operation, I never had to ask God, uh, the Bible says uh, this verse, this is the verse we stood on and we, we wrote it all out on a piece of paper and signed it and left it before the Lord. Uh, he that Leaves. gives to the poor or has mercy on the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay. So what happened to me was the repayment of God. Isn't the Lord wonderful? Yeah. Isn't he fantastic? 
Yeah, Man, come we on. We just love it. Lord, we just give you all the honor. Yes, we do. And we just thank you for your faithfulness. We feed on your faithfulness, on your great testimonies of the work of your faithfulness in our lives. Amen. Amen. It's fantastic. Not bad for a fellow that's operating on half a heart, huh? <laughs> and we're just so looking forward to just uh, to seeing what God has brings forth in your life. And uh, my prayer for you today is that, uh, uh, that things are going to shift and move forward inside of your life. And uh, God's put in my heart a little while ago the scripture, uh, Job chapter 17 and verse 9, uh, but the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands and a pure heart grow from strength to strength. And uh, one of the things I'm believing that in our lives as a church, but for you as individuals, that wherever you are in your life, wherever um, whatever successes or failures you've had in your past, wherever your life may have been to this point right now, that there will be a forward momentum inside of your life. Amen. Where there's a, there's a forward momentum in your marriages, there'll be a, a forward momentum. Maybe you're not even married and, and uh, you need some forward momentum in that area. <laughs> that God will provide for you. But every area of our life that things keep moving forward, the Bible clearly says, but the righteous keep moving forward. That's, that, that statement was a, a statement made by Job in one of his most difficult times uh, where everyone had turned against him, but yet something in his spirit uh, was uh, kept alive that even the righteous shall keep moving forward and I'll keep my heart clean, I'll keep my heart in a good place and I'll keep my lifestyle clean and I will go from strength to strength no matter what is going on in the world around me. Friends, that is the faith that you and I were born into. That is the faith, that, that's the spirit of God that's uh, available for us today. And so my heart for you, for all of us today in this season and the seasons are ahead, that you will experience an increase of empowerment inside of your life. One of our themes for this year is empowered and moving forward. My heart is that you would move forward in parts of your life. My heart for you today is that you would experience a fresh sense of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit inside of your life, that your life, where it is, wherever it is right now, would come up to another level, that would come up to a fresh sense of empowerment, that your businesses would move forward, that your finances would move forward, that your faith would move forward, that every part of your life where God speaks to you, you would have forward momentum. So there may be parts in your life that are not moving forward. You may be struggling. It may be a big part of your life today. For some people, uh, uh, most of our life is, is kind of good, but for other people, uh, their lives are, uh, they have a different circum set of circumstances that they have to battle. For some people, they have very, uh, they've been dished out some bad cards. But nonetheless, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord can still move powerfully upon your life. It doesn't matter where you are in your life, that there's going to be a shifting forward inside of your life. My prayer today is that that, that would change. Wherever there is a, a block in your life, that that would shift, that that would move forward, and that you would experience, and you would see a shift forward in your life. Come on, somebody turn to the person next to you. Tell them I'm seeing a shift forward in my life today. Come on, like you mean it. You may feel stagnant. You, there, there may be a part of your life that's kind of, you've been wrestling with the, to move forward, but I'm believing today that there's going to be a breakthrough in your life. I even know in my own heart today where there's things in my own life where I feel constricted, where I, I've been battling, where there's kind of been no forward momentum. I'm still the same. I'm believing for that to move forward, amen. I'm believing for that to move forward. The righteous shall keep moving forward. And uh, so I want to just encourage you that our lives are either in a place of empowerment or disempowerment. And I'm believing that in this, in this season that God will show us the places in our life that are disempowered and turn the tide. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where there's a place of disempowerment in your life, that there'll be a turning of that tide. And I know for every people, you might not be, you might not be aware of it right now, but there are, there are parts in our life, I believe, that are still uh, unredeemed, that are still, uh, we're still struggling. And I'm believing today that there's going to be a shifting forward in there. If you've got your Bibles with you, this is turned uh, into John, 1 John 4, verse 4. 1 John 4, verse 4. It's an amazing verse that often gets quoted all around the place, but uh, we know this verse that says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This, this piece of uh, scripture sits within a particular context. The context in which the scripture sits is that of a spiritual context. If you look a little, uh, look around uh, what's before that scripture, you see John is talking about false prophets and the Antichrist and, and all of these things. So uh, one of the things about reading the Word of God is that you can read it uh, as a, at a content level, so you can get caught up with the Antichrist and false spirits and all that sort of thing. But in this piece, uh, this piece of scripture then uh, encapsulates everything. And then within, that, within the context, within the content of a message or, or a piece of text, there'll be, uh, there'll be an insight that you can obtain out of that. And out of the insight, you can get that revelation. And this is how, one of the ways that we can open up, the, open up the scripture. So for those of you that may be unfamiliar, this is how I would look at a piece of scripture. This is how I would unpack it. I would look at it and say, okay, there's a whole pile of content. There's antichrist, there's, there's uh, false prophets, there's all sorts of negative things. But what's going on? What is the issue that John is talking about? What is he trying to get across to us right now? And uh, so this is just how we're going to unpack it. And so the, the, the context of the scripture sits in that there is a spiritual conflict. You'll find that uh, there is a spiritual conflict that is, was back then, and it is here now in our lives. Every one of us today experience spiritual conflict within our lives. And so this is how we make the connection. So, But the, the, the conclusion of this piece of scripture, which is this, greater is he, uh, John is saying this. John points here that our lives would not be absent from conflict, but no matter what is going on in the world, whether there are uh, antichrists, whether there is this, whether there is that, where there's a whole bunch of negative, no matter what is going on, keep this faith imperative alive inside of, your, inside of your spirit that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, come on, work with me this morning. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's going on, there is a spirit, there is a, there is a spiritual power that, that's available to, to be imparted into your life that is greater than any other thing that is going on in the world around you. Let's unpack this a little bit more. That uh, when we look at the world, the word world, the Greek word for it means cosmos, which means one, it means the environment, it means the atmosphere around us, it means systems or the systems of the world. When we look in the world, we see there are systems within the world. There's a, a financial system, there's a health system, there's an educational system, there is a political system, there are systems within the world. So this is what he's talking about. This is what he's encapsulating here. So it doesn't matter who's in parliament. It doesn't matter who got elected or didn't get elected. It doesn't matter. Greater is he that is in you than is he that is in that world. It is greater than he that is in you than he that runs the banking system. I see posts put on the, all over the world about this particular family and we're going to be worried of them. It's, but my Bible doesn't say that. My Bible says this. My Bible says greater is he, he, a person that lives within us, than he that is in that system. 
people look about the social media, about how, how social media is taking over the world, and, and the head of social media is going to be this great big monster, whatever. But my Bible says that greater is he that is in the world than that is in me than in he that is in the world. So we see that there is a system, and behind every system, behind every order, there is a spirit, there is a he that empowers every system. There is a he, there is a, there is a being that empowers every system of the world, the social system, the social networks, the banking system, the educational system, the, the, the political system, the environment, the environment over our city, the, the, uh, the spiritual environment over, over, over places. There is a, a he, there is a person. It's not an it, it is a he. That he is a person, and behind every spiritual order, behind every order in the world, there is a spirit that operates. There is a spirit that energizes and so the Bible says here, greater is he that is within us. The word key, this word is he, is a capital H. It means it's greater than. He that lives within you today is available to come inside of you, is greater than any demon spirit that's behind any system of the world. I don't care what the newspapers say about this person or that person. I know that this, and this is what John is trying to get to us today, is regardless of what's going on, regardless if there's a false prophet, regardless of somebody's wearing the mark of the beast. He said, don't let not that be the highest priority in your life. Greater is he. Greater, there's a greater power far beyond any power that operates behind any system within the world. Come on, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. One of the things he's inspiring us to be strong in faith. One of the things he is doing is he's, he's trying to, the core message, the insight that he's trying to get to us is no matter what is going on in the world, don't let that switch off your faith switch. Don't let that switch off your faith. I see a lot of Christians, they put stuff out of the media and they're worried about this, you should be doing this, that. My goodness, man, where is your faith switch? Somebody somewhere has flicked it off. <laughs> What exactly do you really believe? Are you saying that greater is he that's in the world than he that lives with? No, 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 no. Don't let nobody flick your faith switch off. Don't, know, don't let nobody switch the balance of power over your life. He is, he is inspiring us to be strong in faith and live an empowered life no matter what is going on. So listen to this. So he's talking about greater is he that is in the world. One of the things we're talking about here is environment. Environment. And this is why it's really important that uh, I just want to start to open this up a little bit more. That's why it's really important that we keep a, 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 a Holy Spirit-filled environment around our life. That's why envi environment, spiritual environment, the environment that you keep around your life, the environment that you, we keep in this church is that that's inspired by the Holy Spirit because environments are either inspired by one spirit or another spirit. Systems are either inspired by one, one spirit or another spirit. That's essentially what the scripture is saying here. There's no kind of in-between. Every atmosphere is, behind, is created by a spirit. The atmosphere that you carry around your life is empowered by a spirit. The order in which you subject to or uh, um, submit to is empowered by a spirit. So that's why creating a, having an atmosphere that's faith-filled, having an atmosphere that is... Um, uh, full of all the, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit is important because one, people are generally responders to atmospheres. People are responders mostly to atmospheres. I did a series a little while ago on that, but an atmosphere, a spiritual atmosphere is created by a response to a spiritual influence. So the moment we give 
voice will give expression to the spiritual influence, we create that atmosphere. That's why it's important. That's why one of the things we do in, in, in church here is one that we, we come with an atmosphere, we build an atmosphere of praise and worship. Why? Because people generally respond to atmospheres. People respond to the environment in which they sit in. And so uh, that's why it's important that, one, that we have uh, a healthy culture. Two, also that we have a healthy order, that there is an order within the church because behind every order there is a spirit. There is a spirit behind the order of the world. There is a spirit behind the order of the church. One of the things, I, one, I love what Shane Willard talked about. He said, one of the definitions of hell is a boundaryless place or a place that has no order. So a place that has no order or completely lawless is empowered by a spirit. Just because there's no boundaries doesn't mean there is no spirit. It means there's a spirit of disorder. It's why in the church, in our lives, it's important that we, in order to bring us, have an empowered life, that there is a sense of order within our life. The question is, which spirit is behind the order of, of our life? Do we order our life under the kingdom of God, or do we order our life or part of our life under a different spirit? And there is the key for keeping the faith on. Here's the key for uh, keeping an issue uh, being empowered. The core, if, the core issue here today is this, influence. The core issue, about, uh, all of it, is influence, or in other words, power. Who has it and who doesn't? Where does the balance of power sit? And it's one thing to, to look at it in a global context because it, it's kind of, we can talk about it and it doesn't, challenge us. But when we bring the context into our own walk, into where does the balance of power in my own life sit? Where does it, what's going on in the, in the environment around my life? That's when it becomes a bit closer to home, and that's where we have to make some real decisions. And that's where our, primarily our influence will be. I mean, forget trying to change the, the, the banking world order right now. Don't worry about that. Focus more on getting your own life right, getting your own life in order, getting your own place, getting your own house in order, because that's the area of responsibility. The core issue of is the issue of power. Who has it, and where does the balance of power lie in your life? Where does it lie? Psychology gets close. Psychology has a term called this. It's called locus of control. So even psychologists have picked this up, but they can only take it too far. What we know is that there is a he behind every order. There's a he behind this order, and a he behind that order, right? There's a balance of power. Psychology gets close, and they have a term called locus of control. Locus of control refers to the extent to which people feel that they have power or influence of the events that influence their lives. So uh, people generally take a, a one or two positions. Either whatever's going on in my life, I have no control over it, or either... Either the control of the influence over my life sits out here in the environment around me, or the control of my life sits within me. And you listen to conversations, the way people talk. The way people talk speaks, it, it, it reflects where people sit inside of their life. Where does the locus of control sit? Psychology gets it to a point, but one of the things that they miss out is that behind that power, there is a spirit. <laughs> That's where you got a little bit more inside information. Psychology will only get you to a certain point. It'll only get you to a point where at least you can be, even become aware that something could be wrong. But for some people today, their whole life or the, the power balance of their life is dictated largely by what's going on around here. 
what other people are doing, what's going on in my works, what the share market's doing, what this, what this is doing, what my competitors are doing, what this person should be doing and ought to be doing. And our focus can get so caught up on them that actually the, the power balance of our life is more, it's more to do with what other people are doing. You may have been dealt a bad car. Your, your circumstances in life may be pretty tough. You may not have come into the best of situations. But nonetheless, you still have a balance of power inside of your life. You still have a choice. You have a, uh, you've just been deceived to think that actually the balance of power sits out here. No, no, no. The, the Bible says once again, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater, greater means the greater power is in you than he that is in the world. In other words, doesn't matter what is going on inside of your environment, actually the balance of power, whether you believe in God or not, actually the balance of power always sits with inside of us. But when there's a spiritual influence, a spiritual force behind the, 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 the systems or uh, the things in the world, actually you need a greater spiritual force within you. The human spirit can only take you so far. Good thinking, high motivation can only take you so far. Actually, what you need is a connection. You need a relationship with that greater he, that greater spiritual source that can come into your life. He's not way out there. The Bible says greater is he that is in you, in you. And I'll get into that shortly. So one of the things I want to deal with is um, uh, some of the things that disempower us, the way that we think, the way that we see the world. The way that you uh, experience, the, the way that you see the environment around you, the way that you see the systems of the world around you, that will either disempower you or it will empower you. It will either, and it'll either be one or the other. One of the things I'm, and, and one of the things I've been looking at is actually there's more places in my life where I actually feel I'm disempowered than actually I thought there was. So even, re even reading right now, I'm thinking, God, I need you to, to come and help me deal with the issues. Help me change the way that I see. If you look at Jesus, Jesus, when he saw the blind man, he didn't see the blind man as blind. He saw the blind man as whole, but saw that as a condition. So part of, I believe, one of the first things we've got to do is change the way that we see the world. Jesus can help you. When people are disempowered, they generally come, they live their life in a mode I would term survival mode. Survival mode. Many people, I know in this church and in our communities, have grown up in less than ideal circumstances. Some of you have come from other nations where you've had to defend yourself physically quite strongly. Some of you have broke, come up in uh, relationships where you have had to defend yourself. They haven't been, they've been abusive. They've been tough. And what happens is when you're in an environment and where you feel and experience powerlessness, you generally take on a survival mode. Even if you've come up in a good house, you face negative circumstances. But I've been in situations, I mean, look, my mum and dad, are there. <laughs> they certainly haven't been abusive in any way. Yet nonetheless, I've, I've experienced times in my life where I have felt powerless and been in a place where I've had to defend myself. I got into a place where I, had, where I actually ended up being in survival mode. Listen to this. People, it's an environment is that where, where many times it's been painful or hostile to one degree or another. Survival mode can become part of our culture. And when it becomes part of your culture, 
it becomes normal to you. When it becomes normal to you, you just don't even know that you still live that way. I'm a born-again Christian. I've seen devils cast out of people. I've seen the most amazing miracles. I love the Lord. I, I walk daily with him. But yet as I started to reflect, I reflected back and thought, actually, I looked at the way that I spoke. I looked at the way that I handled and felt about situations. I looked at the way I responded to certain situations. And instead of that, of being that of empowered, actually my response was that, still that of a survival mode. Survival mode is a disempowered mode. Survival mode is not an empowered mode. So my relating to people, there were times where I'd, I'd relate empowered, but there was other times that I would be disempowered. I'd still operate in a survival mode. Survival mode becomes culture, becomes normal to you. When you're in a survival mode, your focus is really just on getting through the day. Your focus in life is very short. Your focus in life is, how can I guess get through today? Your focus in life is not necessarily... How can I create a future for the, uh, a positive future for my family? It's more, how can I just get through the day? How can I survive? Your posture in life becomes that of a defensive one. And your attention becomes highly tuned to threats. Often this has becomes part of the way that we live. And we don't even realize it, that anything that we seem or deem a threat, we become, de we become defensive. And when you're on the back foot or when you... Uh, uh, are defending something, it's very, very hard to feel empowered. One of the things I started to realize, I started to look at the way I behaved or my, my response to certain circumstances. A lot of the times it was relational, but sometimes it was personal too. I know this, I know this verse back to front, but yet the reality of it in my life was I was still feeling disempowered. I could try and pray that verse a hundred times. I can memorize it back to front. But yet the reality is there were still places of my life that were disempowered. And the way that I treated or the way that I related in certain places was that of a survival mode, certainly not an empowered mode. When survival mode becomes normal in parts of your life, there becomes less space for words like community, <laughs> less space for words like us and we, less space for responsibility. There's only space for I and me. One of the things you'll find is where people that are on the defensive generally won't take responsibility for something. But yet responsibility is directly connected to our sense of empowerment. You can't be empowered and not responsible. They don't. When you're not responsible, you're not empowered. You can love Jesus all your life. We can, love, we can read the scriptures. We can have all these wonderful experiences, but yet if there's no sense of responsibility, if we're still living in a place of survival mode, there's still a place in our life that's disempowered. You can tell by the way that somebody's disempowered. You can listen to the language. That language that sounds like, well, you, or if this, or this, if them, or they should have done that, or they should have done this, or it all depends, or I'm waiting to see. Actually, all those there are a place of empowerment, disempowerment where people are undecisive, where people sit on the fence over issues, when people can't make a decision on something, that points to them, there's a place of powerlessness inside of your life. These are the areas that Jesus Christ wants to come in and help us in our life. The places of our life that we feel disempowered, that's where Jesus wants to come in. Hallelujah, amen? One of the things I'm believing for is this, is that I'm believing for a, a, a power shift in our life. I'm believing 
for a power shift in your life where you've been disempowered, that God would come into your life and bring a shift. So responsibility is intrinsically tied to empowerment. Responsibility, there are lines of responsibility that we have in our life. The lines of responsibility are dynamic. In other words, they can move. There are some things that I am wholly responsible for, and those lines do not shift. I am responsible for my heart. I am responsible for my thoughts. They're my thoughts. I'm responsible for my responses. I'm responsible for my reactions. There are, this is my body. I'm the boss of it. We teach that at school. <laughs> this is my heart. This is my emotions. This is me. This is my body. If it's fat, you're responsible for it. There are things in our life that we maintain full responsibility for. There are other things that you'll find that where there are, there are, the responsibility shifts. When you become, when I take responsibility for which I am responsible for, I become empowered. When I take responsibility for that which I'm not responsible for, I become disempowered. Some people, their life is disempowered because they take responsibility for things that are not their responsibility. There are things that are your responsibility. There are things that are not. There are things, there's a boundary. For example, your life is your life. You're responsible for your life, right? However, when you hop into my boat, I am the captain of my boat, and I'm responsible for your life. It's a boundary just shifted. It is your car. You are the driver. You're responsible. Well, you're not responsible for these people, but yet the moment they hop into your car, you are responsible for them. There are things that are your responsibility. For some people, they're disempowered because they've taken on the responsibility of things that are not theirs. They are not their things to carry. Some people, they've, been, they've, they've picked up the responsibility of uh, things that adults should be responsible for. When you're in a home, you should be, as a child growing up, you shouldn't have to be responsible for the whole, the, 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 uh, for the whole household. That's not your responsibility. As a father, that is my responsibility. And when my kids start to carry that responsibility, there's a disempowerment, there's a disempowerment over my life. So for example, when I don't take responsibility for that which is I'm responsible for, I disempower myself and I also affect the people that are around me. I still remember those dads telling me <laughs> that was very irresponsible, son. <laughs> It was irresponsible to handle the gun that way. <laughs> irresponsible handling of the car. One of the, things, one of the reasons I believe this, that people remain in a place of disempowerment in their life is because, one, either they're not responsible for the things that they, God has called them to be responsible for, or two, they're carrying things that they shouldn't be responsible for. Some people in their place of work you get burdened with things that are not your responsibility. You become disempowered. When you start to take that on your life, it will disempower you and it will crush you. That's why boundaries, we're going to have boundaries around our life. It's important that we get clear of what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. I'm responsible for my children. I'm responsible as a husband. I'm responsible for the spiritual atmosphere over my home. 
I'm at this stage responsible for my children, but my children will grow to the point where they will become responsible for themselves. It's my responsibility in the area of finances. For some people, if you're feeling disappointed, if you're not moving forward in the area of your finances, it's probably because they're it's likely to be because there's a place in your life that you're disempowered and maybe not even taking responsibility for. We can pray all we like, but yet at some point you've got to take responsibility. At some point you've got to start to take responsibility for what is yours to be responsible for. You'll find that as you start to take responsibility, your sense of empowerment will increase over your life to the point where God can trust you with more. As a young person, there are things that you are responsible for right now, but that boundary will start to shift. You'll find that there'll be a point where your sense of responsibility will start to increase. Right now, it is your responsibility to walk, uh, to start to uh, increase in faith and start to, start to set some boundaries and start to respond to the boundaries that God has started to place around you. And for us to move forward as a church, I'm believing this, that we've got to start to take responsibility for parts of our life. Because it's those parts in our life that, that can disempower people. And today, you may be here and you may be in a place of disempowerment. And it's my prayer today that the Holy Spirit will speak inside of your life and that thing will shift off your life. Surrender and responsibility are mutually exclusive. In other words, the one and the same. Greater is he that is in us. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know him in the hope of his calling. It goes down. And, uh, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? There is an exceedingly greatness of his power available for us. There's an exceeding greatness of his power that's available for you right now. But you've got to be responsible for that. Isaiah 41, God renews, he, he speaks out of his covenant that he had made with Israel. It says, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on around you, it says, do not fear, I am with you, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you, and he repeats it again. He says, do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. I myself will help you. What's going on here is the, coming back to the Christ and him, the greater is he that is in us. The, the in is not just an in. I believe, I believe this, that it's when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, when you come into a place of intimacy and sacrifice to him, there is a covenant that is formed. There is a covenant that is formed between you and him. The covenant is similar to the covenant of marriage that we have. He in me, greater is he that is in me, greater is he that is not just out there, but greater is he that is in you today. How do we activate that greater is he? I believe it is through intimate relationship. Surrender and responsibility are inseparable attributes. Essential to every intimate relationship, including the relationship between God and us. It has to be both. Some people, when they come into a place of complete surrender, <laughs> they also let go of their responsibilities. <laughs> I have seen people, they have been, on the outward, completely surrendered before the Lord. Compl just, it's a beautiful thing. 
But on the other side, they're completely irresponsible. You've got to have both. If you think about a marriage, young people, you guys are going to work, you're going to work this out someday. Work it out the easy way, not the hard way. I can have an intimate relationship with my life and have times of intimacy. But that does not mean I let go of my responsibilities. The same with God. Just because I have an ex- intimate relationship with the Lord, I still have to have, rela- I have, still have, to have responsibility. Now, you can't separate the two. And that's where you'll find that a lot of people get disempowered in their life. It's not that they don't express affection before the Lord, but in doing so, they also re- neglect their responsibilities. It has to be both. You see, there Jesus came totally surrendered, yet he remains master of the universe, <laughs> totally responsible. Jesus, where all power and all authority on heaven and earth had been given unto him. He became totally surrendered to the Father's will, totally surrendered. I don't believe anyone to this point has ever walked in such intimacy as Jesus did with his Father. Completely surrendered, but yet completely responsible. It's one thing as a father or as a, as a, as a Christian to, to be expressionate and passionate before the Lord, but not at the expense of your responsibility. Vice versa, you can be full of responsibility, but no expression. <laughs> Do all the jobs around the house, but no time for love, no time for romance. No time for intimacy. To get empowerment in our life, We've got to have both. You've got, you've got to have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, have an intimate, be completely surrendered to him. It's not that we surrender responsibility. Some people do that. They resent that. I just give you all control over my life. <laughs> it sounds so spiritual, but it's completely, oh, you'll find the words for it. <laughs> but it's completely irresponsible. Yes, I do give control, but I don't hand over responsibility. Actually, what I'm doing is entrusting my will. I'm trusting my life. I'm giving my heart to him, just like you do in a marriage. I'm giving, when you get, it's like when you get married to somebody. When you get married to your spouse, you give yourself to them. There are some things you have to let go of, but one of the things you don't let go of is responsibility. And that, my friends, is where either the power is in your life or whether it's not in your life. You can have a very, very loving and intimate relationship, but yet you're irresponsible in your finances and are bankrupt, but you love each other. <laughs> oh, it could be biting right now. I'm... Or your finances could be completely in order and you've got money saved up for ages, but yet there's, you haven't there's been in intimacy for the, since the day you got married. You've got to have both inside of your life. When a marriage is strong, there is both intimacy. You've given yourself, but you're also responsible. Jesus in the temple, he was completely responsible. In the temple, he said, I've got to be about my father's business. He got, in Luke 4, he got up to read as was his custom. In other words, he, had a response, he was completely surrendered to the will of God. It's completely surrendered to the Father, but yet it carried a sense of responsibility for his Father's business. So when people come into the house of the Lord and, and give full expression and all that sort of stuff, but yet carry no responsibility at all, 
Come on. You wonder why there's no forward momentum inside of your life. You wonder why your ministry is kind of stagnant. It's good to be so surrendered to holiness, but yet neglect the cry of a child. Even Jesus said this. Jesus challenged the Pharisees on this. Pharisees were so, they would project their holiness, they would project how close they were to God, or thought they were to God. Jesus caught them out. He said, hey, which one of you, if your donkey or an ox or whatever it was, fell into a pit on the Sabbath, wouldn't you get them out? It's like, well, how does that matter for us right now? Well, one thing to come to church and to worship the Lord, but what about some of that walks through the door? I don't know anything about them, but maybe their life's in a, in a pit right now. My total experiences, my total focus is of is engrossed on experiencing the presence of the Lord, but I've neglected the new person that's just walked in the door. Surrender to God doesn't exempt us from responsibility. Surrender and responsibility are essential to every intimate relationship. A surrender in a relationship never means a surrender of responsibility, but a a surrender of ego and self-satisfaction. The place of true surrender to God is the most powerful way that you could ever show up. My question for you today is, what part of your life do you need? Maybe you need to surrender your life to the Lord today. Maybe you need to be trying all you like to shift the balance of power inside of your life. There's only one person that can really do that for you, that can help you in that. It's Jesus. Greater is he that is in you. The first thing is you've got to get him in you. (laughs) For some of you, Jesus could be just somewhere way out there. But to get that power inside of your life, one, you've got to surrender your heart to him. You've got to lay down your life. You've got to lay down. You've got to come to a place of complete surrender. I can't do this without you, Lord. I lay down my desires, just like you would in a marriage. I give you my life today. Maybe for some people here today, you're in that place where you need to surrender your life to Jesus. You need to ask him to come into your life. You've been struggling. You need the balance of power shifted off your life. There's only one person. It's either going to be the he that is in the world or it's going to be the greater he. Jesus is the greater he. He can come into your life. He can help you today. He can walk with you. Some people today you've got to take up a sense of responsibility. It's been irresponsible in parts of your life. Maybe irresponsible in your prayer life. Irresponsible for the atmosphere of God over your home. Maybe it's in the, in the family of God, of Jesus, that come into this house. I bet you if Jesus was in person here today, he'd be on the first connection desk. <laughs> be looking for the new ones, looking for the, the one that's fallen in the hole and help him out. I pray today, in the name of Jesus, that wherever you're experiencing a disempowerment in your life, where your life has been stagnant, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in the parts of your life. Allow Him to show you. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and show you. Maybe you're sitting on the fence on issues. Maybe you are, you're blaming people. Maybe the balance of power belongs to other people. Actually, no, it does not. No, you're responsible for the environment that is around your life. You are responsible for your heart, respond, your reactions. You are responsible 
Maybe it's in the house of the Lord here. God has entrusted us with great opportunities, great mission. It's one thing to come and experience this an intimacy with the Lord, but it's another thing to also carry responsibility. They're the same. You can't separate them. I pray that today that you would experience a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life. I challenge you, I put to you today that where there are parts of your life that you are neglecting, that are your responsibility to pick them up. I challenge you today for those parts of your life where you are carrying the responsibility of something that's not yours to carry, put it down. For those that are being just completely irresponsible, man up, woman up. You can pray all your life, but at some point you've got to take up responsibility. God's got great things for this church. I encourage you today to get involved. Don't just stand there and spectate. Don't just stand there and just have the... Take responsibility. Take responsibility for the house. Take responsibility for the, you know, the people around you, Not I mean, just in a, in a healthy context. You will find that there will be a fresh empowerment start to come inside of your life. I can whinge and pray and bellyache all I like about how bad things are going or what other people should be doing. But the reality is that the power sits in my life. Greater is he that is in me than no matter what is going on around anybody else's life. That's what keeps this atmosphere alive in this place this morning. When you walk into this atmosphere today, you experience an atmosphere that's lifting up. Why? Because I believe what I say. I believe that greater is he that is in me. And that is reflected in the atmosphere that I carry around me. I've got to carry that into my finances. I've got to carry that into my places of work. I've got to carry that into my home. I've got to carry that into the areas that I'm responsible for. I've got to carry that and extend that into the world. Oh, somebody give Jesus some praise this morning. Come on, turn to the person next to you. Tell them, I am responsible. I am responsible. Come on, just stand to your feet right now. <coughs> God, let's stand to our feet. Come on, just lift your hands up. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence into this place. Come on, one of you made to make, make a decision today. Surrender your life to Jesus. It's the greatest, most powerful thing that you could ever do. Surrender to your life to Jesus. Some people here today, you're, you're still holding on to your own life. You haven't laid down your life to Jesus. The greater is He. If you need to make that decision today in your life, if you need to receive Jesus, you need to surrender your life to Jesus. I want you to just as we worship right now, I want you to just uh, come up to the front and we're just going to pray for you. And Come on, let's just worship Him right now.
Don't let another day go past. Still trying to live your own life. Make a decision today to follow Jesus. Make a decision today to surrender your life to Jesus. Make a decision this morning. Take up responsibility. Father, I thank you for every household represented here today. I thank you for every heart, every life, every soul. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you are coming to speak into every one of our hearts today where there's parts of our life that we're not responsible for or taking up somebody else's responsibility. Show us today, we pray, Holy Spirit. I pray that today, that in every part, in every family today, that there be a forward momentum today in the name of Jesus. There be a, a fresh empowerment come over our lives, come over us as a church today in Jesus' name. I bless your people today right now in Jesus' name. Come, we're just going to worship one more time. And if, uh, if you want me to pray for you, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus, just as we worship, I want you just to come forward. I'm going to pray for you and really believe that God's power will touch your life. Come on, join us worship. We'll follow you forward. Come on, make it your declaration this morning. You make all things new. You Share a praise this morning. Jesus. Father, we give you thanks, Lord. Touch Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your goodness to our lives. Father, that we thank you that greater is you, he that is within us. That is you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for coming into our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the covenant relationship that you have with us, that you're in our corner, Lord, that you're on our side. You strengthen us today. We hold your covenant before you today, Lord, and I pray that you would intervene in situations that need your help today in Jesus' name. Lord, I bless your people this morning. I bless them with good health. I bless their businesses. I bless their finances. I bless their relationships, Lord. I bless emotional health today in Jesus' name. Touch in the name of Jesus, I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. all God's people said, Amen. come on, turn to the person next to you. Tell them you're taking up responsibility.